You're listening to the Kelly Cutrera Show. Thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate your time in this uh, beginning of the new year. Uh, well, this is interesting. This week, Toronto Police released some crime data, and it indicates there's been a drop in one area of violent crime. And although crime is up overall, rates of gun violence fell significantly in 2023. A total of 168 people were killed or injured in a shooting last year. Still a lot of people, but according to the Toronto Star, that's the lowest record in a single year since 2015, and it's down 40% in five years. Here to talk about it, Dave Perry, former Toronto police detective and founding chairman of Investigative Solutions Network. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate your time, and Happy New Year, Dave. Happy New Year, Kelly. Were you shocked to find out the rates of gun violence have fallen significantly in 2023? I was a little surprised, to be honest with you, because uh, like everybody, I've been around this kind of uh, business for almost 50 years, and I've watched ebbs and flows in crime patterns for decades now. And to to hear that the the one that's trending in the right direction is gun crime was a little bit surprising. And why do you you think that is? Well, I think think some of it's just um, sort of the, the natural ebb and flow of crime and you know, this uh, this pattern can change in a heartbeat. We could have a couple of bad weeks in the city or in the GTA with some of the usual uh, gang-initiated uh, back and forth, and that, that statistic could be back where, where it was, uh, you know, just last year. But it's, it's really hard to tell. One of the things we all know is that there is intense focus on, you know, the whole uh, gun and gang issue that's plaguing our communities right across Canada. So, Enforcement certainly has a lot to do with this. Mm-hmm. And then the switching uh, in, in the, uh, the types of crimes that organized criminals and gangsters are getting involved in has probably got something to do with it as well. Okay, let's talk about that because um, there has been a, a switch here when it comes to violent crimes. Deaths by stabbing are on the rise. This 24 people were killed in stabbings last year, more than 40% increase from the previous year, and one of the highest totals in the last decade. Now, that doesn't sound like organized crime to me. That seems like uh, a, an issue with, um, you know, mental health and, and um, you know, assaults, which are up again. Yeah, you're right. That, that's a whole different issue. And that's the interesting thing when you look at crime patterns. We tend to, in Canada, uh, look towards homicides and shootings and gun-related deaths as as sort of the major indicator of of what's happening in in terms of our public safety and and our crime patterns. And that's a good thing to to look at. But, of course, you have to look at everything else. And that significant rise in assaults, random assaults, random homicides that have happened in the last year, me are some of the more concerning things that we should pay attention to, and I, and I don't disagree with you. I think a lot of this has to do with um, you know the the drug craze and the homelessness that has taken over all of our communities across the country, and and that's where a lot of that violence is coming from. So that's for me, even as a citizen, that's what concerns me. I think most people, if you ask them, they don't feel as safe today, regardless of what the crime stats talk about in terms of murder, murders and shootings. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are feeling safer today than they were back a few years ago. And I think that this uh, this pattern will probably have a shelf life. And I think it'll probably this year, if not by next year, it'll be right back where it was or perhaps even worse. Well, that's an unfortunate prediction. I hope that doesn't come to fruition, Dave. I, I had some relatives in from Australia 
um, my first cousins were in over the this last week, and I had the opportunity to walk them around the city of Toronto. And, you know, we talk about gun violence. We talk about random stabbings. We talk about how uh, dangerous it's it's become to even ride the TTC uh, because we're, you know, in the business of, of passing on the news. But I'll tell you, I expected to be walking around the city and looking over my shoulder. I still feel like Toronto is an incredibly safe city when it comes to uh, the amount of people that are here. And I, I felt really good about walking the city streets. I did not feel uh, threatened at all. Well, that's that's quite a statement, especially coming from somebody with your experience. So that's that's good news to me. And um, I think that I, I still believe, as you believe, that Toronto is a relatively safe city, especially when you compare it to other large cities. And we are one of the largest cities in North America. And we have to get used to that and have to get used to the impacts, including crime, that the growth of the population will have. But you know, it's an ever-evolving situation, and statistics are statistics. They, as I said, they ebb and flow from one direction to the other over mm-hmm. time. And there are two things at play. There are enforcement issues by police officers that change depending on the demand. And for example, carjackings, I know, was a significant focus over the last year. Yeah. And as were other violent crimes. And, uh, you know, you can't create these resources. You have to take them from somewhere else. So it could be okay. from some of the gun and gang initiatives and now you're filling that void mm. and you'll get you'll get carjackings under control and if you take your eye off the ball just a little too long then suddenly the gun violence starts to escalate again and so on and so on it filters throughout all of the different crimes that we talked about dave that's such interesting insight that you talk about that because i was going to say you know we've it, it seems like the guns and and gangs task force is doing a great job when it comes to keeping violent gun crime down i mean we we heard that it uh, is down by 40 percent of her Five years. That's incredible uh, to me. That's very uh, quickly uh, declined. But uh, I was thinking to myself, well, now we've got this focus on, you know, multiple municipalities and uh, police forces speaking to each other, uh, tackling the issue of auto theft, which was incredibly high. I mean, last year alone, uh, I believe uh, 12,143 cars were stolen in Toronto alone. I mean, that is, that's massive. Um, so I thought to myself, well, if they focus on that, then we should be okay. But you're right now hinting at the fact that we just don't have the resources. They've got to come from somewhere else. So that is worrying. They sure do. And and even the criminals themselves will shift their focus. If there's too much pressure and dealing uh, drugs and, and using guns on the street to apply your trade, then they'll shift over to something else. And of course, Stealing cars and carjacking vehicles has become very, very lucrative on a global mm-hmm. scale. And we happen to have a global market here in a rich environment for criminals, and that's what they're focusing in on. One of the little things that scares me, you might as well be real when you're talking about crime, is is the way vehicles are being stolen today. It's, it's a much more violent process than it used to be. Yeah. You know, it used to be typically people would hope to find, uh, criminals would hope to find somebody popping into a, a coffee shop or something and leaving their vehicle running in the wintertime and hopping in and stealing their car. And then we saw technology come to play where they were taking over people's fobs, you know, using sophisticated mm-hmm. techniques and and so on. And now that a lot of people are defending against all of that, well, now we're starting to hear that there's a, a more violent trend to it. People are being, of course, every carjacking is violent. So you've got carjackings that are increased significantly over the years. And what troubles me in this particular crime is that a lot of people, a lot of criminals today are now simply kicking down or 
children down a door to go into people's homes when they're yep. sleeping and stealing their keys and stealing their L- Listen, not even when they're sleeping, Dave. I was talking to a girlfriend whose uh, sister, her house was broken into nine at night. They came in looking for uh, car keys. And it is, yeah, uh, it's, it's disturbing. It's really brazen. It's disturbing. So I guess we are going to focus on that. Let's hope, because I know the police budget is being discussed. Let's hope it goes through. Um, do you think we're still going to have this appetite to defund the police, or do you think people are going to get wise here? I think we've moved away from that in, in a lot of a lot of major ways. I, I don't hear it as much as I was hearing it during the pandemic. And I think, you know, it's sad that the more crime that is committed, and we have had a very violent year behind us, that the, the more people realize that we actually do need the police and the uh, you know, they, they do what they can with their limited resources. I, yeah. I think if anybody, whoever worked in the business like I did, saw how much you have to do with so little that they'd have a much better understanding that the police are just absolutely doing the best they can, but busting at the seams in terms of lack of resources. Well, Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time and Happy New Year again. Happy New Year. Always a pleasure.